Hey friend, welcome to Self Transformed, a podcast redefining self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habits. I'm your host, Emily Nichols, certified personal trainer, Whole30 coach, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. (laughs) Hey, I know the struggle is real when it comes to taking care of you. I too am a busy working mom who felt physically and emotionally drained until I took action on my own transformation journey. I finally found the solutions to feeling confident and living a healthy lifestyle that doesn't feel hard. And now I'm on a mission to equip you with sustainable tools to help transform your life from the inside out, guilt free. Together, we will simplify your health and fitness into daily habits that don't feel like another thing on your long to-do list, but daily actions that light you up instead. So if you're ready to redefine self-care and step into your own self-transformation, then let's do this. listening to episode 99 of Self Transformed. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. Happy Monday or whatever day you're listening to the show. I don't know if you know this, but when you subscribe to the show, you get notifications whenever I drop a brand new episode. I've been dropping a lot of bonuses lately, so make sure you subscribe. And while you're there, you can leave a review for the show if you're loving it. It would be the biggest way to thank me for all this free content I'm putting out there for you. But also, I have a free gift. This week, I'll be doing my first drawing from my iTunes review for a free habit hacking strategy call with me. It's a 30-minute down and dirty habit strategy call where we will go over a whole day of inventory of your time, ways we can stack new habits into your life. Some of those keystone micro habits that I shared in my free workshop last week in my Facebook group, for example, and really just help you to make the time, not find the time, actually make the time, do it guilt-free to start incorporating some less overwhelming, healthy habits in your life that will stick over time. So I do a drawing every month for a free habit hacking strategy call. All you got to do is leave a review in iTunes. It literally takes like 30 seconds or less. So pause this, scroll down, leave a quick review if you're loving the show, and maybe I'll draw your name later this week for a free habit hacking strategy call. While you're there, head to the show notes and you can join our free self-transformed community over there. I, I host a lot of month or uh, every month a mini workshop to just further give you some free action items in regards to redefining what self-care looks like for you, whether it would be fitness, nutrition, mindset. Been talking a lot about habits lately because that is just my jam. I could geek out on that all day long, and that is the game changer for my self transform you clients as they're finishing up their last week with me with self transform you. And oh my gosh, I'm so proud of them. But habits is where it's at. Like I've said plenty of times, anyone can give you a workout plan and a nutrition plan like I've given them, but we've taken it a step further with that habit strategy. So make sure to leave a review. If you want to be in the drawing for a free habit hacking strategy call, or you can just sign up for one as well. I made it super affordable as well and join our community so we can continue the conversation over there. Okay, that's enough for announcements. I'm really excited to dig into this topic with you today, talking about going from a breakdown 
to a breakthrough and really rewiring your mindset and thinking about your unconscious thoughts that you have today. So today I'm talking with Stephanie Booth. She is a NLP practitioner. So that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. <laughs> I had to look that up and spell it out for myself. <laughs> so what that is, it's a way of changing someone's thoughts and behaviors to help you achieve certain goals or rewire the, your mindset like I was talking about. You know, your unconscious mind, you have you have these thoughts or ways of thinking that you're not even aware of. It's not like a conscious thought like, oh, I'm hungry right now or, oh, that girl's dress is really cute. It's something unconscious in your mind. Like, for example, um, I never finish something that I start or I don't have time for something or I feel guilty about this. Or maybe it's thoughts that you've had since childhood, you know, some kind of so this is a this is kind of a weird example but you may relate to this relate to this. So, when I was in Florida as a little kid, we had a great aunt and uncle that lived down there, great uncle Kenny. Bless his heart. He was so sweet. But I remember we were at their house, at their little pond, like behind their little cute little retirement community. And I was sitting there in shorts. It was maybe like fourth or fifth grade. And he was like, Emily, look at those big thighs. And I was just mortified. But guess what? Ever since they're unconsciously in the back of my head, I'm like, I have really big thighs. I have big thighs. I need to cover them up. I, they're just so big. So that's an example of an unconscious thought that you have. And pretty much what Stephanie does as an NLP practitioner is really help folks rewire their mindset to help them achieve their goals. So she's also a life and success coach, and she just really works closely with entrepreneurs, like I said, to rewire their thinking, which helps them increase performance using the power of your unconscious mind. So this applies towards anyone today. You're going to really love the strategies Stephanie gives us today, and it's really going to help you with, you know, just achieving your goals, spiking your energy, and just having more of a sense of confidence and happiness around you, okay? So it's all about tapping into your limitless potential of your unconscious mind and rewiring the way you see yourself. You know, we talk a lot about mindset here on the show, and I love the um, tools Steph provided to us in this episode, and I hope you have a pen and paper handy because you're definitely going to want to take notes. This can apply to so many areas of your life, and I know I certainly learned a lot as well. So listen to and enjoy this conversation with my friend Stephanie Booth. All right, gang. Thanks so much again for tuning in to Self Transform. I'm so excited for you all to hear from my guest, Stephanie Booth. Steph, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Before we get started, I, I do want to ask you this question. I ask all my guests this, this first question. What does self-transformed mean to you? What comes to mind when you hear that phrase? I love this question. I've never been asked this before. The first thing that comes to mind for me is self-leadership. So many times in our lives, um, we are spending our time wanting to change ourselves, wanting to make our lives better. But it, in order to actually make that happen, it starts with leading ourselves and choosing to be our own success story and choosing to go first instead of waiting for someone to prove our worthiness or notice us or anything like that. 
So that's what comes to mind for me. Yeah, I love that. That's so like not intuitive, I think, for women to think of themselves as a leader and just like, I'm going after my own success. It's it's mm-hmm. one thing to think of, but to actually take action is another thing for sure. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> I feel that. Oh my goodness. Well, Stephanie, can you share a little bit more about yourself, kind of your own transformation story? Like what led you into being who you are today and what you do today? Yes. So the other day I was talking to my husband and we found a book that we hadn't read in a while. He read it first, recommended it to me, and I read it a long time ago. Um, And it's the book Grit by Angela Duckworth. If you haven't read it, it's an excellent read. Great book. Oh my goodness. I think it was five or six years ago. I... I was trying to transform my own life. The operative word being trying and trying was a word I used a lot. And it's a very disempowering word. When we say I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. Trying and doing are two different things. And I was spending all my energy on the effort of trying, not the effort of completing the task I set out for myself. So I was reading at night before bed and my husband was reading the book grit and he started reading off the characteristics of a person with grit. And he said, Hey babe, what do you think about these characteristics? And he read them. And I thought this was before my own personal growth journey even began. I listened to him list things off and I said, no, this that's ridiculous. I don't, I would never be like that. I could never be like that. Like that must be nice, but you must be born like that. I had such a fixed mindset that I believed that the only way to have grit was to be born with it. And that completely changed. And a few days ago, we found this book and my husband opened it again. And he said, Hey babe, remember when I first read this uh, list to you? And I said, not really. Why? And he read it again. And I started feeling like, oh, this is familiar. And as I was listening to each thing, I felt a deep sense of pride because with each characteristic, I felt like, yeah, that's my, that's my minimum standard for myself. Now I am a woman of grit. I'm a woman of passion. I'm a woman of perseverance. And I never thought I'd be able to say that. So how did that all come to be? Um, 10 years ago, I was teaching fifth grade (laughs) with, um, massive anxiety and I was making about $20,000 a year and I was just struggling. I think I was contracted for about 30 to 35 hours a week of work. And I was working about 60 easily. Anyone who's a teacher can probably relate. Um, And it was deeply unfulfilling, but I thought because I was following the rules, because somebody was paying me, because somebody was managing my benefits package, and I didn't have to think about any of that, I was all good. I started a journey of entrepreneurship two years later and realized that I could change my life and I would still, I could change what I was doing. I could change the job I had. I could change what I was responsible for versus uh, an employer. But the only thing that I was ignoring was my mindset. 
And so I met this cute guy, ended up marrying him and we began a business together and I started jumping in, helping him with his business. It was during that time that, um, I was still working my teaching job on the side and I realized that there was a lot of things I was willing to help him with as long as I wasn't the front person, as long as I wasn't the face of anything, as long as I could pass off any mistakes to him. <laughs> I really didn't want to take responsibility for anything that went wrong. I, I was just, I lived a very defensive life. A few years into our business, I realized that um, one of the key aspects of being a successful person and living a life that I would call successful, it's a very personal term. Everyone has their own definition of success. Mm-hmm. I had to take responsibility, like radical responsibility. And that was the last thing I ever wanted to do. And the more I started doing that, the more I realized the first thing I needed to take responsibility for was my own fear. We had an epic year in business. Um, We were a few years into our business. We had an epic year. Everything was going right. And I think that we can all kind of relate to one specific element of this story, no matter if you're working or you run your own business or you're a stay-at-home mom or a side gig hustler, whatever. I was I had everything going for me and I self-sabotaged everything. So in that year of my business, we were fully booked out. Um, We were getting major publicity um, for magazines and publications around the world. We were being flown to Europe to beautiful locations around the world to photograph. And it was just, it was the dream allegedly. It just wasn't my dream. And I didn't know that because I didn't know I could have my own dreams. And I was miserable. And instead of leveraging all this buzz, all these opportunities to create more business and to take off our business, I self-sabotaged. I constantly delayed the tasks I was afraid of. And over the course of that eight months of that year, I didn't book a single dollar in sales. I was constantly avoiding my sales and marketing tasks. And in the process, I was um, thinking, well, I'll just get to it tomorrow. And really, it just became this fear snowball. And at the end of the year, I had a breakdown. It's not necessary. It's absolutely not necessary to have a breakdown Um, in order to create personal change. But I figured if I'm going to have that breakdown, I might as well use it to transform my own life. And so it was at the end of that year that I had to tell my husband, listen, um, I've done a a bad thing. (laughs) I have avoided things for so long that I don't know where our next sale is coming from. I don't know how I'm going to pay myself. Concerned about paying the mortgage. I had a serious conversation with him there. Then life just kind of unraveled for about a month. It was just one hit right after another. Um, We were expecting our first baby and I miscarried. And I was completely heartbroken 
about that. And I, and I didn't know how to grieve. I didn't know how to take care of myself and take care of my emotions. Um, so it was during that time that I, I remember thinking, well, I'll just, I'll give myself a week and then I'll get myself together. A week was definitely not enough time for what I was experiencing. And there were other things in my life that continued to happen that were really felt very devastating to me. Um, I had business deals in the works that were my backup plans and those unraveled. I had relational drama in my life. It was just one thing right after another. That was my breakdown. And as I realized, I don't get to say how long it takes me to heal, to recover, to grieve. When I realized that, then I change started happening fast for me. And so from there, I began to journal. If you don't journal, oh my word, it's such a fabulous tool. So simple and doesn't require much from you. Um, right? Yeah. Um, but it is such a powerful tool to just start healing emotions and recovering from grief um, and then starting to dream, which was what happened for me. And I started to, I, it took me about a month to, of journaling my feelings and my emotions. And I started feeling better after every journaling process. And then afterward, I started to look back at the end of that year. I looked back on my journal and I started to see that it was a month of just journaling my emotions and doing like a dear diary type journal entry every day. This is how I'm feeling today. After about a month, I started having new ideas for my business. I started um, feeling creative again. And I think that's one of the powerful things about a simple tool like journaling is you can really start tapping into your creative power. And that's when I had the idea for my coaching business. I started, I stepped back completely from my business and I asked myself, what do I actually want? I've been borrowing everyone else's dreams for my whole life, trying to be the good woman, the good wife, the good sister, the good daughter, everything. I have no idea what I want. And I remember saying my dream job would be to get together with a friend over coffee. If I could just do that and get paid for it, it would be my absolute dream. I had no idea what coaching was. And shortly thereafter, I got a request from a girl in my industry saying, hey, would you like to get together for coffee? I do have a few questions for you. Um, Would it be okay if I asked them? And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I quickly typed up a pricing list. And as we talked, I handed it to her and said, I loved this. I would love to do this more. Here are my prices. And I began to um, coach people. And I realized quickly all that stress, all that anxiety that I felt about the work that I was previously doing was because I was borrowing somebody else's dreams. And when I get to know what I want, which is important, I do get to choose, I do get to know what I want. When I got clear on what I wanted, that started to evaporate. And I started to work, do work that filled me up. And I I was never tired of my work. 
I loved it and I found it so deeply fulfilling. So that brings us to um, pandemic. And during the pandemic, that was when I started to have a good revisit from my old friend, Anxiety. And it was during that time that I recognized that everything that I had done to transform my own life, all the journaling, all the healing, all the self-care, all of that, I knew what to do as soon as everyone else in the world was feeling so upended, so turbulent, so anxious, so scared. And as I revisited that um, anxiety for a week or two, just scared of the unknown, I stopped and I stepped back and I thought, wait a minute, I know exactly what's going on here. This has been the story of my life. Welcome to my world, everybody. (laughs) This is what it's like to live with this day in and day out. And it doesn't have to be this way. And I started helping people change their own lives in an even deeper way by leading myself first. And one of my core beliefs in my business is that our thoughts create a reality. Our thoughts lead or trigger our feelings and our feelings lead to actions and our actions are what creates the results. But so often we don't, we only change the actions. We don't change the thoughts and feelings that triggered the actions to begin with. And I committed myself to doing that whole process, changing the thoughts, feelings, and actions, and just seeing what might the results be from that. And I thought, if I can be my own success story in new ways, in a time when everyone feels like I, the world is a scary place right now, is there anything good? Then I would get to creates true change in people's lives. And so last year I committed myself to being my own success story. And that was my, that was a big level up for me. And as I did that, my clientele changed, my business changed, my life changed. And I found myself even more fulfilled at a time when there was so many unknowns. But what I recognized was I always get to rise above my circumstances we always get to rise above our circumstances, no matter what's going on. And the way we do that is changing our thoughts and our feelings to create different actions and then different results. Wow. Hey gang, cutting in real quick to tell you about my favorite meal delivery service, Cooked. They are a Chicago-based meal delivery service, and let me tell you, my family is obsessed. So Cooked offers chef-crafted meals that are cooked simply with only the purest ingredients, and they have three different meal types. So they have signature whole food meals, plant-based, vegetarian meals, and even better, Whole30 approved meals. They're an official Whole30 approved meal delivery service. In my husband's last round of his Whole30, this was a game changer. It made his Whole30 even easier, and me too, so I wasn't cooking on the meals, and the meals were delicious. We're still ordering them every week within our food freedom. So head over to eatcooked.us, and you can use the code Emily Nichols 15 to receive 15% off your first order and then Emily Nichols 5 for every order after that to receive 5% off your meals. So go check out eatcooked.us and let me know your favorite cooked meal that you receive. You're going to love it. Wow. Your journey all just kind of layers 
on top of each other and got you to where you are today. And I love how you mentioned a few times, like you were trying to live someone else's dream. And I feel that I feel like so many times working moms, like we're held with these really high expectations or standards. And we look at what everyone else is doing and we think we need to be doing that too. But that what they're doing may not be meant for you, but you feel like you have to try to strive for that. And it just doesn't feel natural. Maybe that's why it felt so hard too, because it wasn't meant for you, but yeah, I love that journey of your thoughts, feelings, and action. You're so, so right. How we just skip to the action. We don't really think of like changing, like the thoughts around it, you know, even just thinking of like, you know, with me being a personal trainer, I think of like clients and like food, they're like, well, I'm just not going to eat this or eat that. And it's like, well, why were you eating this? What was the thoughts or emotions around that food? And that's a lot harder to talk about that kind of stuff, right? It's a lot harder to address that. That's like the perfect application of that too, is helping people in their, especially in their fitness journey or their health journey, transform from the inside out. Wow. What an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm so glad you brought up, you know, you know, a lot of us struggle with mental health um, struggles daily. And I feel like people are more and more open about it. Women, especially, um, I think we could do an even better job of that for that matter too. But it's interesting how you kind of recognize like, Oh, anxiety. I know you you're coming and creeping on my door, but you already had some things set in place to really help you with and how you deal with that, which I think is really important to understand when you kind of start taking care of some of your basic needs and figuring out what helps you to thrive, you are able to handle circumstances like 2020 in itself <laughs> for that matter, or be able to adapt because you're able to continue with a transformation through something like that as well versus succumbing to it and just crawling up in a ball in the corner yeah. of the room, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, Stephanie, a lot of the women listening, we've talked about this, they're working moms. And what I hear from them all the time, their biggest challenges always come down to guilt. They feel guilty for taking time for themselves or feeling guilty for wanting to have like a thriving career that could Mm -hmm. possibly take away from their kids. Um, which they can manifest what that looks like for themselves and design that for themselves. I don't think we give ourselves enough um, authority and power to do that. But also the other thing is time. I never have enough time to do this. I don't have time to do that. There's never enough hours in the day. And I feel that some, I've been feeling that this week and I know better than that, but there's some weeks where it's just like, whoa, it's an emotional and mm-hmm. logistical nightmare and roller coaster getting the kids everywhere. So how can we learn to really just clear up those mental blocks we have in our head where we're saying, no, I can't do this or do that because I'll feel guilty or I don't have time and just really, you know, hardwire and change the way our brains are wired. How, how do you help your clients do that? Oh, I love this topic so much. Oh my goodness. Okay. When we're talking about mom guilt and our reality, especially our current reality, there's a few important things to note. I love to just completely change the thought paradigm that we're living our lives through. So number one, our current reality is a result of past thinking and past feelings. So 
those things are done. They no longer exist. And your thoughts now and feelings now are what create the change that happens in the future. So what you're experiencing now is very real. It's very intense and it can feel overwhelmingly. The weight of the world is on your shoulders. I've been there. I understand. What if we viewed taking care of ourselves and taking care of, um, yeah, taking care of ourselves as the base and the foundation and that everything else we do comes from overflow. So we have a, let's say that filling ourselves up first isn't about who gets the limited resources. It's that there's so many, there's so much available for us that when we fill ourselves up, that we are serving others. We're taking care of the people that we love and that love us. We're taking care of them from a full cup. We're giving of our best and they're getting the continual overflow of us taking care of ourselves, which means they're seeing us show them how to respect themselves, how to honor themselves instead of betray themselves when they desire love, how to self-source love as well as receive it, which are two things in particular that I personally struggle, struggled with as a woman. And I think there are themes that come up a lot with my female clients, this idea of self-sourcing. So learning to love ourselves first, and then learning to receive love. And if you stop and think about that, when somebody compliments your shirt, what's the first thing you say? Like, oh, this thing, or I got it on sale for like an off at Target, or it's like, Instead of just, oh, thank you. It does look nice on me. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We immediately deflect the compliment instead of letting the words land and soak into our heart for a second and just saying, thank you. Thank you so much. And so first step of living in a state of overflow, notice how you receive compliments and start just saying thank you. Don't tell people where you got it. Don't explain all the reasons why you did it, why you had to do it. Just say thank you and let yourself feel how vulnerable that feels for a second because the reality is that can feel so vulnerable because you need, often we feel like we need to explain why we're worthy of something, which means that we don't believe we were in the first place. So let's start from a paradigm of overflow And then hardwiring the brain to be in a state of overflow. First, it starts by introducing the different reality we want to operate from. So overflow being this idea of like, there's always more than enough. And if there's more than enough for me to take care of myself and take care of my people, then I don't need to worry. Okay, then we need to tap into how our brain actually works. So our brain has two main parts that are important. I'm an NLP practitioner. And so working with the unconscious mind is one of my passions. It's one of my absolute favorite things. And it's one of the ways that I've created change in my own life. And that's why I love it. I can use it on myself and I can teach you to use it on yourself. So one of the things I learned is that our words don't 
describe a reality, they create it. So when we say things, NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. So it's the idea that our minds and our words work together to program ourselves for a certain set of results. It's, and that happens in our conscious mind and our unconscious mind. So when we say things like, I don't have time, that's not describing how you feel about the day that's happened in the past. That's commanding that to happen in the future. So one of the changes that I've made for myself is I started being super intentional with my word choices, thinking about it from the lens of, do I want this to keep happening? And that started, I started changing a lot of things that way. So let's use the example of money. I had this epic habit of saying, I can't afford that. (laughs) Oh, we can't afford that. (laughs) Well, I want that, but I can't afford it. And it was just like one of my favorite go-to phrases. And I started thinking, do I, I think I'm describing my past, but really I'm commanding this to perpetuate this reality into the future. So what do I want instead? And then I was like, well, I want to have the choice as to how I spend the money I have. And I want to have more money. So I started saying, instead of saying, I can't afford that, I started saying things like, I'm choosing not to get that right now. Buying this is lower on my priority list than buying other things. And I started really taking agency for my choices. Like I'm at cause for how I choose to spend my money and how I choose not to spend my money. Nothing is out of reach for me. I just make choices. And that started unlocking a lot of potential for me because then I thought, oh, well, if I'm in charge, then what else do I want to do? What else do I want to create? What else do I want to experience? So creating a life that where you know what your dreams are, where you know what you want instead of borrowing somebody else's dreams might need to start there. And it might need to start with intentional responsibility for the choices that you have instead of instead of constantly being at the effect of our schedules, our time, the money in our bank account, which most people are, are living at the effect of that. So you changing that and being at cause for um, what, what you do and choose not to do in the amount of time you have, what you spend and don't spend with the amount of money you have, that's radical. That's, tran- that's self-transformation 101. And it's so simple, but most people aren't doing it. And it, it's a great place to start. I think the reality is that our unconscious minds are driving the bus for us. And we just don't know it. We think that change happens because we consciously will ourselves to change when, and I feel like Emily, you probably see this in people's health journey in particular. People consciously are pep talking themselves into transformation and change. And I'm going to accomplish this health goal wellness school, whatever. And behind the scenes, they're self-sabotaging and they can't figure out why. Like, why did I just mess up? I didn't want to do this. That's because your unconscious mind is the one that runs all the systems. It's not just the thing that keeps your heart beating and your eyes blinking, all of that. It also knows how to detect triggers and run the self-sabotage program and run the um, shrink away from success program, the don't accomplish your goals or don't outshine your, your loved one program. 
And we can change all of that. Sometimes it's just a matter of determining where we file things away in our minds and putting it into a different filing box. So here's a very quick example of this. If you are listening to this and you just close your eyes for a second and you think of the thought, I am now five years old. Your mind is like a screen and that thought may pop up at a certain point in the screen. Maybe it's in the upper right-hand corner or right in the center. Um, But just think about, notice where that thought comes from. It might be represented as words or a picture or sound. That's where you file beliefs that are no longer true. You at one point believed that you were five years old. And then when you turned six, you stopped believing that you were five years old. It was a belief that was true, and now it's no longer true. However, if you take a belief that's current that you believe is currently true, maybe it's, I don't have enough time, where do you see that belief come up in your mind screen? Does that come up bright and bold right in the center of your mind screen? Because that's the case for a lot of people. It's not, it's specific to each person, but that's the case for a lot of people. You can actually switch those. So you can actually take that belief. I don't have enough time. It may have been true in the past and that's okay. You can actually put that into the same position in your mind as the, I am now five years old belief. And it gets to just move boxes from where it is in the currently true beliefs into the, it was true at one point, but it's done. It's no longer true beliefs. So there's a ton of things that you can do to hardwire your unconscious mind, but it does start with your words. Start noticing your words. Are you using trying, I'm trying to a lot? Are you being at cause in your language? And if you really believed that there was enough of everything, all, that you had everything you needed, what would be your next move? How would you take care of yourself? So those are my, those are my initial pieces of advice for how to hardwire your brain to get over the mental blocks and mom guilt specifically. Yeah. And that doesn't happen overnight. It's everyday decisions compounding on top of each other Mm -hmm. and, you know, really changing that narrative of your unconscious and recognizing like when you are saying to yourself, you know, like. Like this week I said, I, I have felt really busy and very overwhelmed in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm really busy. I have, I don't have enough time. I'm, you know, stretched too thin. I'm like, well, okay, maybe I am, but what can I do to change that? What can I rearrange? What can I say no to in order to make myself feel more, you know, calm and not so overwhelmed and know that I do have enough time. Maybe I'm just overscheduled this week and that's okay. And moving on from that, it's not going to be like that forever, but you know, our con- our unconscious is a really strong thing that we have to kind of fight with sometimes to be like, no, that's not what we believe anymore. Even if we did think that five years ago, yeah. I mean, I hear that a lot with folks that maybe have lost a lot of weight and they're still just not confident in the skin that they're in because they still have that low self-esteem from um, before it, regardless if they've lost weight or not, they still haven't worked on that mindset. And it's such a big part of it. And it's just everyday decisions for sure. Like you mentioned. Yes. Yeah. It's huge. Identity is what changes everything. Mm, identity is what changes everything. I love that. And I loved how you said earlier, you know, coming from a place of overflow, 
Because I think sometimes we come from a place where we feel like we're, we're dried up. We don't have anything yeah. left to give. <laughs> but I love, I love that visual, you know, because I say all the time, like put your oxygen mask on first or fill your own cup up first. But I like the, I like the visual just in my head. I was thinking, okay, I am filling up this picture of all the things to help me feel good. And I'm able to take that picture and just pour into my kids, pour into my clients, my husband, my friends, my relationships. And that just feels so much better versus being like, I'm just too crazy busy. I'm like dried up and I don't have time. I am filling myself up in that picture. And I love that so much. Yeah. Cause I mean, so often we think that it's about everyone has their cup and everyone desires to be full. And the reality is we're pouring ourselves into everyone else's cup. And if we fill ourselves up, that means we're taking the water out of other people's cups Mm. and pouring it into ours when that's not the source. We don't need to take away from anyone else. That's not the source. Exactly. Hey, that's good. That's so good, Stephanie. You know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of women listening could really take away a lot from here today. You know, mom guilt is real. And I know it comes and goes for me still all the time. And it's something I've worked on a long time just in order to take care of my basic needs and not feel um, sorry about it whatsoever. Cause I know it helps me be a better mom and whatnot <laughs> to everyone else. You know, one point, one final um, takeaway here for our audience listening, you know, we've talked about mental health a couple of times throughout the episode. What advice would you give to a woman who is struggling right now, whether it would be with anxiety or depression, because we have a lot on our plates and mm-hmm. it can feel overwhelming. And, you know, the strategies you've given us today just to work on that unconscious mind. But what advice would you give to someone today who's just, they're just really struggling right now? Oh, this is such a good question. So I understand um, how this feels as a mom working full time and, um, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression. And for most of my life, I, I knew I struggled with feeling happy. I just thought happiness was a reward. And so when I did all the things, then I would get the reward of feeling happy or fulfilled or something. And that's a moving target. I never felt that. <laughs> so that was just not my reality. And I remember working with a mentor a few years ago, and she said, you are one of the most dedicated people I know to your mindset work. I've never met anyone this dedicated. And at first I thought, wow, that's really cool. What a nice compliment. And I thought, I don't know what I would do if I weren't this dedicated. At the time, I really had no idea that I had severe anxiety and depression. I didn't know. But what got me as far as I have gotten, what has helped me heal as much as I have was creating the being dedicated to those mindset routines. And then when I recognized I am doing as much as I can, I'm doing all I can with all I have and I need help. That's when I got the help I needed. And I started Um, working with a therapist and a psychiatrist. And I started getting that extra support that I needed because one of the things that I cling to is it's not what we do. It's who we're being that our kids see. So it's not us telling them 
how to, how to show up or how to be a person of love or integrity or whatever. It's them observing whether or not we're living that way. And me needing help and not choosing to not getting it or feeling like I couldn't or not knowing how I was teaching my son to be unresourceful. And that's something I did not want to do. So when I got help, one of the things I do often with my son is I will, I'll tell him everything I'm feeling. And then I'll tell him how I'm supporting myself while I'm feeling that. Because, I mean, it can feel stressful to be in relationship with somebody who has mental health struggles, who is struggling with anxiety, who is struggling with depression and that kind of catastrophic mind that is the mind of someone with anxiety or depression. So anything I'm feeling, I'm honest about what I feel and I support myself in it without expectation to change what I'm feeling. And I communicate that to my loved ones. So my little guy is three and I just tell him like, mommy's feeling sad right now. I am sitting quietly and I'm crying because crying helps mama feel better. And if you, and I've got it. And that usually feels when he sees people cry, it can feel a little upsetting for him. And he usually starts joining in and crying with me. And so I usually have to be really clear and tell him like, mom is okay. Crying helps me feel better. And then we're good. And you, if you want to help someone feel better, what are things you can do? And I help him build his resource kit. So now he knows if he feels something that he doesn't want to feel, he feels overwhelmed. He feels sad. He now knows he has things that he can ask, he can ask for. So he asks for holding hands or a hug um, and he'll name his emotion and then ask for the thing that he wants in order to support himself. And I feel like giving ourselves that voice is showing our kids how to have a voice for their own mental health. That's so good, Stephanie. Thank you for sharing that and being so vulnerable. But honestly, I think there's going to be a lot of moms listening to that to be like, is she looking into my (laughs) bedroom window seeing me do this? Well, I think it's important to communicate that with your loved ones, even your little ones to be like, hey, it's okay. Mom's having a hard time. This is the way I deal with it. Because like you said, you're building a resource kit for him as well. And that's just, that's amazing because mental health struggles don't go away overnight or for that matter ever, you know, you just learn different ways to deal with them as they come and go throughout the seasons of your life. But I think that's amazing. What just in that short story you shared with us. Thank you so much. I think a lot of women that will help a lot of women. Stephanie, where can everyone connect with you and learn a little bit more about what you do and kind of learn how they can have their own breakthrough as well? Yeah. Um, I have a lot of fun on Instagram. So my first recommendation is let's connect on Instagram. Go give me a follow and I'm in my DMs. So you can absolutely send me a DM and say, hi, I would love to chat with you. My handle is at the Stephanie Booth, B-O-O-T-H. And then my website, if you love to binge read or watch videos or anything like that, I have loads of free content on my website, all about mindset, that is breakthroughmethod.co, C-O. So you can also find me there. And yeah, we can connect on both of those two places. Yeah. 
Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today. Like I said, I think you're going to help a lot of women listening to the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Stephanie, thank you so much for this conversation. I'm really excited to hear everyone's feedback and what you all thought about this episode with Stephanie. So make sure to tag us in your Instagram stories. You'll be able to find out more about Stephanie within my show notes. And you can always tag me at Emily Nichols 22. So as always, let's get into my three biggest takeaways from this conversation with Stephanie Booth. And there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot. It was hard to narrow it down. So number one, one thing that Stephanie said that I really, really loved and it really hit home for me is, are you borrowing someone else's dreams? You know, what are your dreams for yourself? Are they really true to who you are and what you want to do in your life? Okay. Or is it something that's been planted in your unconscious mind that you thought you needed to do growing up, whether it be in your job and your family and so forth? So are you borrowing someone else's dream or are you really living your own dream? And like she said, it may, whatever you're doing right now, if it's maybe someone else's dream, it feels really hard, right? And that's because it's not meant for you. If something is feeling super duper hard right now, it's probably not meant for you. So I love the tool of just talking about journaling. We've talked about the power of writing things down. Um, I share that a lot with my self-transform you clients. I think every week on our coaching call, I'm like, write this down, write this down. They're using that in their workbook and tracker I've sent them as well. But when you journal, like she said, you can start healing from emotions or unconscious thoughts that you had that kind of just spill out on the paper or from the pen. Then you can start recovering and dreaming your own dreams from there. I love that so much. So use the tool of journaling to uncover maybe what your dreams are versus if you're living someone else's dream right now. It'll be a lot easier living your own dream, right? Absolutely. Okay. I really loved this. So Stephanie said, our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts trigger our feelings, and then those feelings turn into actions. Dang, that was so good. So what are the thoughts? What are the things that you're telling yourself? So maybe it is, I can never lose weight. Okay? That's a um, common challenge I hear from a lot of women that I work with. I, I've never been able to lose weight, or I always gain weight and then lose it, gain weight and then lose it. So how does that make you feel when you're having those thoughts? Does it make you feel emotional? Does it make you feel sad, depressed? Does it make you feel um, just anxious about shopping, you know, trying on clothes? And then the actions from there is maybe you do emotional eating. Maybe you're binge eating. Maybe you're hiding um, food from your family that you're snacking on because you feel shame around that. Okay, so rise above that, rise above that. Be intentional with the words and the things you say to yourself. So instead of saying, I can never lose weight or I'm always on the gain weight, lose weight train, be like, I'm going to find the best version of me and be happy with myself and work through what that looks like for you, whether it be thinking, okay, I'm going to move my body because it's joyful. I'm going to eat nutritious food because it feels good to me. I'm going to enjoy ice cream if I want to guilt-free and not emotional eat. That's some of the things we talk about in Self-Transform You for sure. But think of that spiral so or that, that kind of framework Stephanie gave us. Your thoughts create your reality. Your thoughts trigger our, your feelings and then your feelings turn into actions. So be very intentional 
with your words and then your choices, okay? And she made a really good point that your current reality is really a result of your past feelings and actions, okay? So, but you're in the now. You're in the now. Your now thoughts and feelings create these new actions and this new future for yourself. So you're rewiring your brain and your mindset. Okay, so you're getting out of that spiral and you're turning it more into healthy habits versus unhealthy habits, for example. I love that so much. And what I loved the most about my conversation or my third takeaway from this conversation with Stephanie Booth is what if we view taking care of ourselves as the as um, overflow? I love that so much. Overflow. Who gets the overflow in your in your life? Not what is barely left. Like if you are dried up at the bottom of the picture and they're just getting a little bitty drippy drip of what is left of you for the day. How about we revisit your self-care routine? What are you doing? What are those small little habits you're doing every day to drive your health, your mindset, the way you feel, and how can that be overflow into the people that you love the most? I love that so much. So thinking of this as overflow, not what's left of you. Overflow because your cup is so full. That pitcher is overflowing and you are just able to pour into others because you're taking care of yourself. So revisit that self-care routine. Is it allowing you to pour into others that overflow, not a little drippy drip, but a big overflow. I love that so much. You know, and something really important we mentioned during this episode, you know, mental health is real, you know, and being able to ask for help, being able to express your feelings is super important. So if you're looking for ways to reach out for help, I'm going to include some resources in the show notes as well. Okay. So Stephanie, thank you so much for this conversation. I hope everyone is able to think about the way they're thinking, the way they're feeling and the actions they're taking. And let's rewire that, rewire your mindset, rewire that unconscious mind to help you achieve your goals and help you just achieve that overflow, friend, just taking care of yourself. So again, Steph, thank you so much for this conversation. It was very impactful and I so appreciate you sharing your, um, your expertise, your thoughts, and being so vulnerable with us. So thank you so much, girl. So gang, make sure you go leave a review in iTunes so you can get in that drawing for a habit hacking strategy call with me. I'll be doing a drawing actually later this week. So make sure you get it in ASAP because I'd love to get on a call with you. So until next time, I'll see you later this week. Bye. Hey girl, real quick before you go, if you love today's show and know your girlfriends need to hear this message too, then grab a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Emily Nichols Tutu because the more mamas out there hearing this message, the more empowered we'll all feel to take care of ourselves so we can pour from a full cup. Or the number one way you can thank me for this podcast is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way, more mamas will find the show here too. Love you and appreciate you, girlfriends. See you next time.